In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. God, I love music. Do you guys love music? I love music. It makes, it really does. I know this is the most basic thing in the world. It makes life worth living. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, it's so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. I'm Ryan Bailey. Welcome to your Thursday. Uh, what back to what I back to that fascinating thing I was saying about music. Music makes me so happy. It really does. And know what's so exciting? I'm starting to see concerts pop up. Like I'm starting to see summer concert dates pop up. Like I almost thought I was in a dream and I got like an alert on my phone that a small band, me and my buddy Tug like is playing at the Echo, I think in July or something. And I was like, is this, 
I thought I was like, is this one of those things? Is this a prank? Is it somebody was talking on the podcast last week where you can put your number or you can put your friend's number in and they'll get a um, text saying that somebody that they've been involved with has herpes. I was like, is this one of those a really specific prank on me with music? But it's real. And the cool thing about that is if you think about the old days when you used to buy concert tickets, you would buy a ticket and the concert wouldn't be for like two months. So we're like at that phase. And we can do that time standing on our heads. We That's easy. Two months from now, we got that in the bag, you guys. So easy. How are you guys doing? It has been a crazy week for me. I don't know if it's been a crazy... I don't I don't follow the uh, theologic... Uh, the, no, what the meta... The, 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 the moon, the, astro- the astrology thing. I get I have the apps and it'll just tell me negative things, so I keep it because I'm a masochist. But I don't really ever dive into what the meanings of it. I keep meaning to and I wanna do you know those things that you wanna be? It's like it's like um it's like Travis Scott. Like I wanna be into Travis Scott. I wanna be into astrology and I just I don't know what's wrong with me that I can't get there. And I think that's uh part of being a, a Taurus. I'm stubborn. <laughs> But yeah, it has been a crazy week and I had all of these plans for this show and I just, I can't do it guys. It is, I mean, you're still going to get like an hour and a half, <laughs> you're still going to get an hour and a half show because my guest today, I'm so, I, I'm so excited to talk to because I've been meaning to talk to her for a bit now. Uh, she's another great person that I've met on Instagram, my favorite app, even if they, they don't love me like I love Instagram. Um, you're going to love her. Her name is Victoria Lee, uh, but you might better know her as her Instagram Instagram account at Asians Who Watch Bravo. And we just had the best conversation. She's super funny. And we even got to talk a little bit about what is going on in the world today. And don't don't get scared. This is like we can get through anything together. I know. And and this is this is a good conversation. I, I thought this was good. It was funny. It was sad in moments. Um, but overall, it, it's just kind of like basic humanity. And I love exploring those thoughts. And I know um, I, I know you're like, this is a, a Bravo pop culture podcast, but it's okay. It's okay to kind of go past those boundaries. And don't worry, we bring it right back to like Summer House, baby. We bring it right back to Vanderpump Rules. We bring it right back to Dallas all of the shows that we love and that's what life is it's just a big like bullia base of every kind of emotion humor sadness joy sorrow it's all there and it's all there in this podcast <laughs> no i'm really overselling it um but it has been a weird weird ass week and in fact the reason i really can't get into too much um uh, too many segments and sound cues and things that the things that really fill my soul and i'm not joking by that i really do enjoy working on this is that i'm having such uh it's not my my i'm having some real roommate issues and i don't know you guys know you got you guys all have roommate issues i mean I'm, even if you're married i'm assuming you have roommate issues but it's it's you know we have a, a tenant that's it, it just everything blew up to everything blew up and it's just so crazy and it's a little scary because you're like oh man I I don't know anyways but if anybody does if anybody this is it's always good to ask if anybody in the Los Angeles area 
has a place that they know um, that I can rent or or you, you just you never know. So it never hurts to ask if anybody has any leads. I don't think who knows. I might not even need it. I didn't do anything wrong. So do not worry about me. This old guy just sits up and piddles away on his computer with his little his little voice antics. Um, but it has been a crazy day. And I just um, I I. I my focus had to be on something completely else. So it is very late. Uh, we're in, we're in Thursday day. No, Thursday. We're early in the morning on Thursday and I'm just trying to get this out. So it is not going to have all the segments. I, cause I have this great, I want to go over two judgy girls is doing this. Uh, do you guys, do you girls, ladies and guys that are listening? If you're gay, like you guys thirst over these Bravo dudes. And I'm going to set you straight because I'm going to because two judgy girls and Danielle Hollaback, uh, Hollaback girls, Hollaback cards, Hollaback, Hollaback. Um, she did a bunch of a guy thing in her stories, too, of just all who whoever you ladies are thirsting for in the Bravo sphere. And it uh, it's crazy. Like you guys all have your favorites and it's a fun um I'm trying to find some of Hollaback cards. Uh, Frank Catania, Frank Catania got a lot of love. Frank Catania Jr., Carl Radke from Summerhouse. But anyways, I had a segment where I wanted to really dig into that. So I think I might do another little pop in on Friday, and and maybe my parents might pop in with us, uh, just a little quick podcast uh, to get you into the weekend because I really want to understand the thirst for these guys. I want to understand. <laughs> I want to understand what gets you ladies off. I'm so sorry. Don't please don't unsubscribe. I'm so, please don't unsubscribe. Um, but I just didn't. I also this is actually making me in such a good mood because I was in such a shit mood turning on my computer. You know, when it's just that thing. You're like, damn it. And now I have to do this. And I got to tell you, and this is like, I, I know, I know I sound overly sentimental on all of this stuff. But when I do this and when I start talking, it actually it actually gets me in a good mood because it reminds me of the person I got to interview that day. And it reminds me of you guys and like all of you guys are flipping funny and it really cheers me up. So I guess thank you for doing, uh, for, for, for cheering me up right now. Uh, also real quick, R- Ramona, you know, old, good old Ramona singer. Um, she, uh, her dog, you guys know her and Avery, they have a uh, a dog Coco, and Coco is um, Coco's seventeen years old. You guys, they had a seventeen year old birthday party, and Mario and Avery was there. And Avery said, "The singer genes are ageless. We love you." And uh, Coco is, you know, I'm glad Coco's still kicking. Um, she's she's slowing down. It looks a little bit, but happy birthday to Coco. And ever since, you know, rest, rest in peace, um, Jiggy is Coco the most famous, uh, Bravo dog at this point. You know, what other dog I was thinking of you guys is remember if you listen to the podcast back in the day, Mauricio and Kyle, they had that dog that was in like every scene. And I swear to God, at times Mauricio was communicating like, as a, like, you know, he was high, but he was like, te- like doing telepathic messages with the dog like the dog was always like just staring at at Mauricio or just in a scene with Kyle and just kind of staring like they and they would always like cut away to a shot of the dog where I was like why do they keep establishing the dog as a character 
is the dog going to come back? Like, I was like, do I need to remember this dog? Is the dog going to come back and like, like, like save somebody's life or something? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? It was crazy. They did way too much time on that. They would just be like on a scene and all of a sudden they would do a shot of the dog in the corner just staring. <laughs> just staring ominously. <laughs> um, oh, also, let me. I'll just do a quick little a couple hits. Erica Jane, old Erica Jane, Jane Fancy Pants. She, uh, she, she tweeted. She twatted. She, uh. Did her a little Twitter and she, uh, what did she, she said something really just, she said, and, and please kick the kids out of the car. If they're, if they're in the car with your ear, earmuff them right now, her tweet said something like hi cunts. And it was being like a real smart ass. And I just, I have to say, I don't think I, once again, I feel like it is so tone deaf I do not understand her social media behavior. I think it'll be studied for decades to come of like, how bizarre do you have to be to, to just keep like posting heavily facetune Instagrams with kind of shady, funny captions. Like if you take a lot of money from like plane crash survivors e- even if it's not you directly if it's your husband like wouldn't you chill on being a smart ass in all of your f- I mean I just I sometimes just don't understand um, people when they get a little bit of taste of the limelight and she also I think I said this yesterday she also in another tweet said that she loves performing for us and I just I have no stomach for that like Erica you're you're playing Erica you're not some character. Please don't act like it's, oh, I'm part of this great history of acting in a real housewife show. No, Erica, you're Erica. Okay? Or, you know, you're you're you're, you're not even Erica Jane. You're, you know, so anyways. Wow, now my anger is really coming out, I guess. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I watch Real Housewives of New Jersey, uh, or I tried to tonight, and Jennifer Aiden, you know, really not, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of just yes, kind of like hiccuping along right now. Like I'm not there, you know, I like the elements. I love the elements of the guys talking like they can say anything and I'm just kind of entertained. You know what? It's interesting. The guys in New Jersey remind me of the ladies of New York where the ladies of New York can just talk about the weather. And I'm fascinated. Same thing with the guys of New Jersey, but the girls in New Jersey, they're good. I just don't feel they're good individually. I just don't feel they come together as a powerhouse. And Teresa, you know, I, I don't know. She was just wearing on me tonight with her voice. Jennifer Aiden, I love. She was she got so shit faced, you guys. She was like Luann in the bushes. She was like doing so much tequila and had to get like Bill had to carry her to uh, the Ferrari. And I thought she was going to like vomit all over herself. And you know what? Every you know, a good Oh my God, you guys, do you, I I think I've mentioned this many times, but like that first night back at the bar, you know, your favorite bar, your club, or, you know, you're going to get so hammered. You're not going to even realize it because it's going to be so fun and you're just going to keep wanting it to be fun. And you're, there's going to be so many bad, bad hangovers when we fully get back in business in the world, you know, and it's going to be, you know, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to have a bad one. It's going to, it's going to remind you that. 
that, you know, we're going to need it. We're going to need one really bad one where we just get wrecked just so we can check ourselves a little bit because you can't, you know, after a year plus of like not partying to get back into that party scene, you got to be careful. And the sad thing is you're not going to be careful. I can already, I, by the way, when I say you, I mean me, I'm not going to be careful. The first shot I do with a bunch of friends, I'm going to be like, you know, what's, you know, what's good about that, that we could do two shots in a row. And then I'll be like, you know, what's fun about that. Now let's have a beer and then a shot. And then like a, let's have a, like a, a fun shot. Let's, uh, and then let's have a, uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like we haven't had those nights where we, when we've gotten our, I think drunkest, I, I know some of you guys, this won't be for is like a lot of it's been by ourself or with one other person in our pod over this time. So can you imagine going out to a inside bar and like watching other people get drunk while you get drunk? Like that's unheard of to me. I'm like, I, I seem to remember those kind of things happening. I couldn't, and I know a lot of, I guess a lot of you guys might live in parts of the country where that's already open, but just to explain in Los Angeles, this is the first week where inside dining, I think at 25% capacity opened up and movie theaters opened up, but it turns out there's no movies. Um, and that's at 25% as well. I think gyms are at 10%. Uh, and this is just Los Angeles, but gosh, I saw traffic everywhere, uh, the last couple of days. And I'm like, wow, it all just went by like that. And do you know what's, I think I'm going to do a big segment on the pod. So I don't know if I should say that 18th, 19th, 20th. Oh, you know what? We're going to be off on Saturday, the 20th and Saturday, the 20th is a huge day, folks. Do you know what that is? It's the year anniversary of the premiere of Tiger King. That's right, folks. Tiger King, the eight-part documentary series on Netflix, which we, I mean, to me, that is, Tiger King is, you can't have pandemic without Tiger King, you know? I mean, Tiger King was our first, like, Holy shit, we all just have to watch this show, Tiger King. It's the only thing that's keeping us sane right now is this show about a gay man that's potentially going to kill Carol Baskin and Carol Baskin has killed her husband. And it's like, I mean, that was the old, remember? And that was so insane. Yet somehow it kind of struck this chord of normalcy with us because our lives were so insane that we're like, I got to watch this Tiger King thing to calm down. <laughs> I remember watching it. The first episode, I was like, okay, this is pretty good. Okay, cool. And then I just, I think, I think I remember like just two straight weeks of like going to sleep, watching Tiger King, waking up, restarting it because I had fallen asleep. And I just like, I was in a Tiger King haze. Like, I don't even remember that month of my life. It's all just Tiger King and boxed wine and brie cheese and just trying to like learn how to work from home. And it was always the day always with Tiger King. Was it like was it like that for you? I, like I was so I don't even know if I liked it. I don't even I think I liked it. I think I liked it a lot. But it was like the only thing getting me through for a second. I was like, God, God, thank you for giving us Tiger King to help us. I was so into it. What happened? I would. Laugh. <laughs> we, were all, we, 
I mean, poor Carol, Carol Baskin was on Dancing with the Stars. That's what we made happen, you guys. Our attention on these shitty shows made Carol Baskin go on Dancing with We've got to stop making weird people celebrities. <laughs> and you know what the kicker is? Tiger King, that dude's in jail. He lived as he wanted his whole life to be a celebrity. And he can't see any of it. It's like a Black Mirror episode. It's like the one thing in life he wanted. Oh my God, do you remember the Tiger King songs? Like the songs he made? He made, you guys, I know you guys all watched it. He made all these horrible songs. And I did a lyric breakdown on one of the episodes like a year ago, I guess. And it was crazy. I mean, we went through that, you guys. Like we went through praising Tiger King. I mean, that's what we... You know what? You know what movie theaters should do? I'd love to see Tiger King on the big screen. Why don't you just show... Why don't we get it? I would kill to see... You know what? If you don't have movies right now, fuck it. I'll watch Tiger King on the big screen. I want to go and I want to see some Tiger King. Or, you know... Oh, my God, you guys. Or... I've. Oh, my God. Wouldn't it be awesome to get people back to the theaters... Show like Scary Island, Real Housewives of New York. Show classic Housewives episodes on the big screen. That'll get people back in the theaters, you guys. Wouldn't you, if I could go and watch the first season of Vanderpump Rules on the big screen? I, you know, I'd wear, I'd mask up for that. I I would gladly go, if I knew, I I once saw an episode of Vanderpump Rules at like a, a screening room with a really huge TV because Laura Marie Shainall's for Sexy Unique Podcast and Carrie did like a screening for some people. And it was so cool to see it on a big, big screen. Oh my God. So I am, I just made myself laugh really hard. And I just made myself really scared because I just remembered back to the craziness. Oh my God. You know what we, guys, what we need to do? We need to do our remembrances of Tiger King. Oh my God. If you guys have any remembrances of Tiger King or any memories, please email me at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com or DM me or whatever. I would love to collect your Tiger King stories. Like, we all have an experience with it, whether you liked it or hated it. You had to have seen it. And there's got to be some weird memory around it, like what you ate, what you drank. You know, uh, were, I mean, were you just crying through it? I mean, there, I, everybody has a different memory of something that was a cultural phenomenon, a pop culture phenomenon. Um, so anyways, I would love on Monday's show to potentially talk a little bit about that. Um, okay. And also, yeah, Real Housewives of Miami. Uh, I do that on the Patreon with my friend Maritza Lopez. And uh, the third episode will be out tonight. I did it earlier in the day, but then all the roommate stuff happened, so I wasn't able to edit it together. So after I put this out, I'm going to edit that together, and that'll be on the Patreon. And please, go join the Patreon. It's a couple bucks a month. It really does help me out, especially right now. I want to keep doing this. I don't want to have... Yeah, so anyways, yeah, just go do it. Um, uh, Thanks for every... Thanks for all the the baddies, the Patreon subscribers out there. You guys are... I'll say it. You're fucking amazing. Um, a, a thing to look forward to on the Patreon is I will be doing music mixes. This has been asked for a very long time for all of the music that I've pieced together. Uh, I believe I found a way to do that, and I'll be doing that uh, over there on the Patreon as well. Um, so anyways, 
we need to get to our guest today. Um, the, the only thing I would say, and I've said this, uh, whether it be the pandemic, I've tried to be like this even before the pandemic, but even during Black Lives Matter. Um, but, you know, what we're dealing with in terms of Asian Americans right now, um, it's, uh, it's insane. I know I'm better than that. I know we're all better than that. I know the people listening, you know, we're good, but what we can do is we can help other people be better and we can help where we see, you know, we can amplify voices. We can, we can do things with our little small voices, but together they kind of can become a large voice and try to shut down all evil, whether it be Asian, whether it be black, whether it be white, you know, we, you know, at the end of the day, we all have to accept at some point we're all in this same planet, the same country. We're all trying to just get through all of this. And so it's heartbreaking to read and see what happened the other night where so many innocent lives were taken uh, just because, as one police officer said, a white man had a really bad day. And uh, there's just no excuse for that, whether you uh, don't believe in God, whether you do believe in God, whether, you know, there's just no room for that at all. And I hope, I think, I know we can all agree with that. But I know that's a serious sentiment, but it's a serious time. But I do want to say that there are a lot of laughs in this next interview because uh, my guest, Victoria Lee, she is funny as hell. She is super, super funny. And uh, this is not some like hour long lecture that we're putting like, no, this is two Bravo lovers geeking out. Um, I think Victoria is very funny. I really enjoy her Instagram account. You guys need to go follow it. Uh, it's called Asians Who Watch Bravo. I'll put it in the description. But this is just a great Bravo conversation that goes every which way. I so enjoy enjoyed talking to her. So I know the baddies. Oh God, I, I cringe every time I say baddies, but actually at the same time, it's becoming more normal for me. So I know you guys are going to dig her. Um, so have a great Thursday and just, uh, remember the only thought you need to think throughout the day is, you know, be a good person, blah, blah, blah. But the other thing you need to think is, Oh my God, then tomorrow's Friday. So we did it. I love you guys. I'll talk to you probably on Friday with a little surprise. We'll see. Bye. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Thursday episode. We are so close to Friday. Uh, this is going to be a great one. This is uh, great for me, actually, because you are killing you guys at home are killing two birds with one stone for me because I've been meaning to talk to this person anyways. So it is great that I have the opportunity on the podcast. In fact, I think I'm just going to start airing uh, conversations I have with like collection agents from my credit cards. Like I'll just like, hey, do you guys mind if you're on the podcast while you tell me I owe you money? Uh, no, tell you. Anyways, today we have an amazing uh, uh, guest, somebody that I met on, you can say it with me, Instagram, the app that I, I love so dearly. Um, her her account is called Asians Who Watch Bravo. Is that correct? Yes. Asians Who Watch Bravo. And her name is Victoria Lee. And I cannot wait to find out all about her. Uh, thank you so much for being here, Victoria. Thank you for having me. I mean, I've we've been talking back and forth for a few yes. weeks. We just never found a time. Um, well, you were in town in Los Angeles yeah. last week. Yeah. And I could. And the thing is, first off, I don't 
I I am I am turned into a hermit all of a sudden and I'm scared for anybody to see me. Like I'm yeah. in the process of now, I'm like two weeks in on a diet because I'm like, well, now I have to see people again until I'm at my goal weight of 120 pounds. I'm not going outside, you know? <laughs> yeah, 120 pounds. That's really realistic. I don't think anyone's 120. I've, I've got a year to go. I've got one more year inside and then I think I'm going to get there. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> you came out here, I think on business or, or, um, I came out here for, I came out there for a uh, leisure. I did work remote. I've been working remotely since last March, but no, no, no business there. In Where LA. are you based out of? Uh, wait, I'm sorry. What was that? DC, Washington, DC. Yeah. Oh, wow. Jeez. Um, uh, what's, what's the vibe like in DC? Um, it's a, year. Hey, I mean, uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. You it's know, it's okay. Yeah, you know, it's fine. Um, COVID has, you know, been here, of course, as well. And, you know, being close to all the big government agencies yeah. has been crazy. Um, be, knowing people who worked on the Hill, my friends work on the Hill during that Capitol storming. So that was pretty wild. Um, yeah, it's interesting because being in LA, people, well, most people don't really ask what you do. Like, I think they just assume you're in the industry one way or another. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not. Um, I have a very normal nine to five job. Not that being in the industry is um, bad, but, you know, it was just. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> um, yeah, people just assume that I was in the industry. I'm like, no, I just work a very normal government contracting job. Um Bravo is just my hobby. And yeah, but I was there and, you know, LA is so different from DCS, you could imagine. And what's it like taking a leisure? Like, what's it like taking a safe leisure trip after a year of kind of intensity and, and of course the quarantine? What's it like? I mean, and tell me, did you, I think you visited, sir. I think you, (laughs) I saw, I saw, I saw you post a picture at Rocco's, which is Lance Mars bar. And of Mm -hmm. course, guys, they are doing it safe where it's Mm -hmm. indoor dining. We just started outdoor dining this indoor dining this week. So it was outdoor dining and limited capacity. What was that like? Just the whole, the whole scene. Well, I luckily, before I left for California, otherwise I probably wouldn't have gone, I got uh, my vaccine. So I was fully vaccinated by the time I went to LA. So that was, I'm very grateful for that. Was this a a back alley vaccination? How did you get um, this? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. It was uh, (laughs) was a real vaccine. Um, I was able to qualify. It wasn't in a shady area or anything. You never know with DC. No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, so I got fully vaccinated and then I did meet up with my friend who's also a Bravo content creator, uh, crazy about Bravo. He and I became close through Instagram, of course, and we went to Sir. Um, Diana, the manager, was our server. Oh, Diana, you guys, Diana has been part of many episodes, Diana. Yeah, she's been there for, she's beautiful. I mean, even with like a mask, I could just see how beautiful she is and she's tall and skinny and like, it is so true. Everyone at Sir is like beautiful, but was Peter uh, there? Was Peter? No, I was looking for Peter because my was friend Guillermo heard... there. No, I was so that's what I was pissed off about. I was thinking like some of the owners would be back because I had gone to uh, serve previously, like a few years ago, when I was just like a fan of the show and I didn't have a Bravo account. So I did meet Guillermo before, and the biggest compliment I ever got in my life was he was like, "Do you want to work here?" And I was like, "I've never." Oh, <laughs> Guillermo's pickup line is, "Do you want to work here?" I love. I was it. like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> I was like, I don't live here, but I'll make it work somehow. I, um, but you know, that's true. Most government, most uh, employees of Sir started off as government employees, and then yeah, they, exactly. Uh, yeah, um, over to Sir. 
Um, What was your opinion? Well, I was there one time over the last year when they had uh, the LA shut down open, but one Mm -hmm. time with outdoor dining and Max Vanderpump was our waiter. And I I have to tell you, nice guy, not a great waiter. Like there's a reason Uh, why he, I mean, just like, I almost think like maybe he should go back to busing because like years ago when I went, he started off as a busser and I guess he's worked his way up or like during quarantine, they were like, I guess let's Max have the quarantine shift. But it was like, like literally forgotten entree. Like, I mean, it was, I felt bad for the poor guy. Yeah, no, I don't think that's probably his forte being a server. I mean- I don't really know. He doesn't really speak on the show, so you don't really know. What he- <laughs> He's a man of mystery. Yeah, he I just, just kind of is there. And like, remember he- when he got to like when he got dental surgery? Oh my and god! They- and he still went to Hawaii. He was like, "It's okay, <laughs> I'm fine." Um, and then James was like, "It's so selfish that you got hurt before." And I'm like, "James, it's not about you." But um, yeah, no. Uh, I think Max is fascinating. I think Pandora is fascinating. I think her husband is fascinating. Like, I want to know all about. Pandora and Jason's like stake in the company. Um, I want to know about their romance. Like what is their romance? Like, I know like they don't seem like they, they don't seem like, um, uh, like Claire and Dale from the bachelor where they're just taking paparazzi shots anywhere or even a rod and JLo today. There was new paparazzi shots. Oh yeah. Or Brown wind of the, of yeah, of Bronwyn and her girlfriend or her boyfriend. (laughs) I heard Bronwyn's girlfriend broke up with her around valentine's day i don't know if that actually is true did you see that bronwyn um you guys bronwyn has a new photo out where it's a paparazzi photo and she's on her phone but she has her phone backwards on the side you wouldn't talk like she's got to stop calling the paparazzi on herself and lying about it but yeah if you're gonna call it on yourself at least make it like make sure you're like holding the phone the right way because yes it seems like the most basic yeah and also, I just want to know, and not just Bronwyn, but any celebrity that like tips off paparazzi. Yeah, we all know Spencer Pratt and Heidi did it the best because mm-hmm. it was kind of like campy, and they did like pumpkins, they did like props. But like, yeah. if you're going to call the paparazzi on yourself, make sure you're damn well ready and yeah. it's perfect, and you have like, make sure you tell a beginning, middle, and end of why the paparazzi should be there to begin with. You know, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't really understand. Like, you know, it's kind of like how Madison calls her. The Madison from Southern Charm calls paparazzi on herself. But yeah, Bronwyn was just had her phone background or backwards. And she also seemed like she was like talking in her paparazzi pictures. I was like, I want to know what she was fake talking about. She's like, Yes, I feel like see, that's the next stage of paparazzi is that we need the Daily Mail to start putting in like not uh, not gifs, but like digital things where you kind of hear what they're saying. That would be like that's genius. Uh, do you prefer Victoria or Vicky? Victoria is fine. Victoria, okay. Yeah. Um, Okay, Vicky. Um, so, uh, so, no, back to, so, I mean. It just I, reminds me of Vicky Gumbelson, that's why. Like, I don't mind Oh, the name, my God. She really ruined Vicky's for everybody. She ruined Vicky for everybody. She really did. Uh, I have so much, and this is what happens, you guys, when you talk to a Bravo, a fellow Bravo lover, the conversation can go anywhere because you're just so excited to talk to somebody of the same interests of you. And that's why this community is really so great. And that's what I got to ask you. Do you find this community great? Why did you start your account, Asians who who watch Bravo? Why? Well, yeah, no, it is exciting. And I think also, like, I think a lot of people respond to your page, well, because A, you make hilarious content, and B, we typically don't see straight cisgender men, um, like, coming out and talking about, I don't know if that's, is that okay to say? 
that I'm a straight cisgender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I'm, I've, I've been trying to hide that I was straight for a long yeah. time now. And it just, I'm so, you, I'm, I'm, I'm out, you guys. I'm a straight <laughs> dude and I'm so sorry. I apologize for it, but it's who I am, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, I can't talk to my brother about this kind of stuff because he wouldn't care. But like being able to, you know, you, most people just probably look at you and be like, he, why would he be into Bravo just based on like stereotypes? But yeah, it's funny to see your, take on um <laughs> your like hatred love for Jax is so funny well I was I gotta I have a point about that later I wanted to bring up with you about yeah. Jax specifically but uh it is funny because either people I mean I think I think I I don't I don't know what and I don't really follow like cultural uh or like like hetero norms where it's like yeah I, I'm you know like I don't I, I never like look at like uh, on Instagram. I'm looking at the Bravo accounts. I'm never looking at the 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 Instagram swimsuit accounts. Like I'm not a Rod. Like I would never. Right, right. right. In red bikini shot. I'm like, oh, she looks good in a swimsuit. But I'm not like bookmark that. I'll, like I'll look at over that it. later. Like yeah. DM her like with a fire emoji. Nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. It's funny when I get D. I will get um, DMs where it is funny. People assume I'm gay. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, oh, or, or they'll be like, what's up, sis? And like, um, <laughs> and I, but I don't correct them because, because by the way, <laughs> this is my point. Like my best friends are like gay men or, or, yeah. or, or lesbian. Like there is nothing for me to be mistaken as gay is sometimes one of the best compliments you could give me because mm. the gay people in my life have better, like I'm no, no offense to, to all of us straights out there. They have <laughs> such great taste great mm-hmm. taste in music, clothes, culture. I mean, and I've learned so many things. So, and I don't want to put anybody on a pedestal over anybody, but it is one of those things where like, I never get, um, that never offends me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know. I'm glad that it doesn't. Cause some people are just like, why are you assuming? And I'm like, I didn't know, you know, really. Yeah. But no. So I started this account last May. Um, of course at the height of this pandemic, I mean, we're still in this pandemic, but um, it was kind of two reasons. Brandy Redmond's racist video had resurfaced. Um, I didn't see Brandy Redmond from Real Housewives of Dallas's racist video uh, when it first came out three years ago. I saw it when it resurfaced. And so I was shocked. Um, I'm not like a huge, I wasn't a huge follower of Dallas. I watched it, but I never was like as focused on it. Like I am on New York or Potomac, but I was shocked, of course, to say the least about that video. And then I saw her follow-up tweets when that racist video was put out. If you guys haven't seen it, you can go to my page. But um, she basically said, you know, is it it in your highlights or is it in a post? It's in in a post. Um, Yeah, it's not in my highlights, but it's in a post. Um, It's like one of my first posts on my Instagram. So if you guys want to go check it out, you can. Um, But I'm pretty sure most of you are aware of that video. Uh, She, you know, mocked Asian accent, an Asian accent. And then she like, made her eyes Asiatic. It was very, very offensive. And she doubled down on her apology and said, you know, I would do it again. And it'd be a great SNL audition or something. I'm like, bitch, first of all, no one hired you for SNL. Shut the fuck <laughs> but um, Victoria, just like uh, Tiffany Moon, maybe you just don't get her sense of humor. Maybe I know I just don't get racist humor. It's so strange to me. It's well, I mean, can you speak a little bit to that of 
and you've dealt with this your entire life, I'm sure. Right. But when you see a video like that, are you desensitized to it at this point? I talk about being desensitized mm -hmm. to a lot mm -hmm. of things because I've watched so many reality shows. Yeah. Are you desensitized to that because you've seen it all your life? Or does it bring up a rage in you? Or mm -hmm. what? what is the feeling that goes through you when you see something like that? Well, when I first did like the first initial reaction, you're right. I was desensitized. I'm like, I've had this happen to me at bars as a kid growing up, um, every day there's some kind of microaggression or just macroaggression where someone's just straight up racist and says, uh, like, I'll just be walking and they'll be like ching chong or whatever, you know, they'll just say like really offensive. Are things. you shitting me? You'll just be walking and somebody will say, yeah, like, or I'm at a bar uh, previously. I mean, it's not really happening in DC anymore, but I'll be at a bar and they'd be like, love you long time. Or I have an Asian fetish. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to respond to that. Like I, that, I, that turns me on. You're like, yeah, I have a, I have a douchebag fetish. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I would just be like, you can go fuck yourself. Or I would just, you know, <laughs> walk away. Um, I might have like tugged on a girl's hair before after she called me Asian something. So you learned that from the housewives. You had to have learned. Yes, that I did. I had to tug on her. Weave. <laughs> I, to, I needed to make a point. So I had to tug on her weave a little bit. Um, exactly. So I had to tug on her real hair a little bit, but um, yeah, so you're right. It was a little bit, uh, initial reaction was like, you know, I've seen this happen my whole life, but what made me angry is that she's on such a public platform and she has thousands of followers and she's on a TV show where, you know, she's employed by one of the networks that one of the most popular networks and Bravo is such an integral part of so many people's lives. And then if they continue to employ people like this, it makes it okay for people to make those kind of videos. And she didn't really have any repercussions. I mean, we saw that she came back to Dallas. Um, she wasn't demoted to friend of Bravo really never said anything or Andy Cohen never said anything, which also really pissed me off. Oh, Andy Cohen never said anything. Mm -mm. Yeah. He never talked about it. He never came out and said, I condemn this video like he did with Leanne and her disparaging comments about the Mexican community last season. Yeah. So that was just, you know, I was like, where's the double standard here? And I do feel like a lot of the time, um, Asian American Pacific Islander issues are kind of ignored because we're seen as like the model minority or we're just seen as kind of white adjacent and people think that we're not as discriminated against, which isn't true, of course. But yeah, it just was like, I don't know, it just came around the time where Stassi and um, all those people from Vanderpump were fired. And, you know, rightfully so that they came out and talked about it and how they were um, very racist against the black community. But I would have hoped that same treatment would have been um, dealt with Brandy. I don't know what's going on in their production department or company. And I don't know if you heard the rumor. I spread out this rumor that Travis Holman. Um, wait, wait, did you say, I don't know if you've heard this rumor. I spread this rumor. Is yeah. That okay. Yeah. Is this about Travis Holman owning part of the production company? Yeah. 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 Um, so I heard that, that. Um, you know, I'll tell you later who told me, but I'm just kidding. Um, no, I uh, heard it. I got a DM about it and he said that either he owns part of the production company or he like kind of pays producers under the table kind of situation. And he like, um, so it makes it seem that like Stephanie has a good edit. And if you do look, you know, Travis does or had a production company where he produced like an MTV show and some other random ass movies. And um, like, I believe it if he does own part of the production company, because Stephanie apparently was like, I'm not going to film if Brandy's not allowed back. 
So that would lose a lot of funding and two big parts in their show. So well, Travis comes up like a real douchebag on the show. So he looks like a him thumb person. Like a douchebag. But I did you see that comment today that he left on uh, uh, somebody's Instagram post about uh, Brian Brandy's husband, uh, and and he said he said something like. It's definitely an adopted baby, but this is all pretty funny. And I should know because I own part of the production company. He, he DM'd that on, uh, he, he put that on an Instagram comment today, uh, two hours ago. I mean, the guys we're speaking on <laughs> Wednesday at, uh, 1227, but yeah, let me, let me actually look. Cause a bunch of people DM'd me this, this Holy morning, shit. uh, this was crazy. Cause I was like, I love this? being right about rumors. <laughs> well, I mean, it really, it's convenient. Like imagine yeah. if you weren't right. And we just, um, okay, <laughs> I know. Well, like sue me. Um, no. my DMS, how do you get, I'm our, oh my God, I'm the worst at DMS. Okay. This says, okay. Marissa Dominguez. Okay. He writes, uh, this, this account Moxie blonde, uh, put a post up where Brian was holding the baby and they had the same cheekbone structure. Oh, like yeah, the yeah, exact I saw same. That. So Travis, two hours ago, underneath it wrote, it's not his biological kid, but the rumors are funny. And I would know because I own the production company, crying, laughing, crying, laughing, crying, laughing, crying, laughing, crying, laughing. <laughs> like, so, I mean, but also what, I mean, how are the rumors funny? How are like how is any of this funny, Travis? Yeah, that's not funny. That's really that's what I'm no matter if it's true or not. How is yeah. it funny? And it, you know, I know you didn't get to watch last night's Dallas yet. Yeah. But once again, Brandy is just Brandy should have sat this season out. It's it's mm-hmm. like this 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 girl is just like she's just not all there this season. And I think she's obviously going yeah. through a lot. If, if that video that we saw this week of Brian kissing somebody on a dance floor and a packed club is true. Um, there are so many rumors swirling. And of course, Brandy has removed herself from the, yeah. the season and quit, but it just seems like, you know, it's wild over there in Dallas, I guess, but no, Dallas- it is. I mean, well, first of all, what I found most shocking about the whole Brian cheating thing, I'm like, people want to have sex with Brian Redmond. Like he's well that broke. well then yeah, I heard that thing on Call Call Me Daddy. They wrote uh they read a letter, the Call Me Daddy podcast. Yeah. They wrote they a letter of like they met somebody from Real Housewives of D- Dallas, a husband. He yeah. busted out the credit card, said she could pick pick any hotel uh <laughs> they wanted, and then proceeded to have the best night of sex in her life, which yeah. is like my, my friend pointed out, it's like, which I don't see anybody, any of those husbands from Real Housewives of Dallas giving you the best sex you've ever had. I know. None of them have BDE. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know. How much am, am I allowed to curse on here? I obviously, right? Yeah. I, yeah. You're allowed to curse. Believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he doesn't seem like right. he has big dick energy or that he can really bring it. I mean, he just, he seems, he looks like um, him and Travis both remind me of the thumb people from Spy Kids. Like, <laughs> you know they're just kind of dumb and they don't really have like a lot going on like when they, they're on screen they're completely blank and i'm like how are both of you so successful in business when none of you like look like you can write two sentences i don't know it's just sometimes dumb people are the most successful in business true i like, yeah, it's because they're, like that. it's because they're so dumb that they don't ever understand no like they mm-hmm. don't ever even accept it as they're like, I didn't yeah. hear it. I, I don't know, you know, and just keep yeah. pushing, you know? No, exactly. So yeah, that was most shocking. And I'm like, when I read that 
call her daddy letter thing too. I was like shocked. I'm like, there's no way someone like was like, that was the best sex of my life. I mean, that's just shocking. I mean, but I do want to normalize and let everybody know is like, don't, I, I would bet 95% of all of those house husbands have cheated. Oh yeah. Like if their wife even wants to be on Bravo, that's a good sign that they've cheated. Like if you're even at a point in a relationship where you consider going on a reality show, that person has cheated, you know? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, to think that they don't cheat is very naive. I mean, they had a whole, they have a whole house in Austin, Brian and Travis, I think that they like use as their vacation home and where they go to be bros. I'm like, you don't think they bring ladies back to that? They have their own bachelor house in Austin. Yeah, um, it was like shown on a couple of seasons ago, but like Brian and Travis apparently have been friends forever. And then they built like a house together in Austin where they say it's like their vacation home and they go to be bros. But I'm like, <laughs> they go to be bros. That, we all need a place where we can go to, go be, bros. to be bros. I wonder if you can Airbnb that house. Oh, maybe we can all get all these problems. Oh my God. Wouldn't that be amazing? And then we sign the guest book and we do like a 10 page essay about how you yeah. shouldn't cheat on your, your Yeah, your you're wives. a piece of shit. Why are you cheating on your wife? Even We're on to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Like that would be amazing. Um, See, that's the kind of stupid shit I want to do as this podcast keeps going bigger is yeah. like do that. Like of like get a get together where we throw a party at Travis and, yeah. and Brian's fuck pad, you know? Or maybe Cameron's like her big ass ski lodge house that like her family oh. owns or something. Could you imagine? Cameron is like the 80s female movie villain of the girl that's mm-hmm. always, or, or the one that dates the evil guy in the eighties movie, yeah, you know? And she's just like, what is this? You know? Yeah. She reminds me of like, um, from 16 candles, uh, what's his face, his face's girl, ex-girl, like the villain, like you said, and like, Oh, the every, one that gets her hair cut at the end of like, yeah. The one who's of, like, uh, yeah, she gets, yeah. Hair, <laughs> she has sex with the freshman and she was yes. like, um, but, <laughs> that's so good. Uh, By the way, I'm just so relieved you actually even know John Hughes. I mean, because you're you're very young. So, you know, what scares me, you guys, as I get older, the cultural reference, pop culture references that I have, I realize they don't have the same uh, (laughs) impact as they did 10 years ago. So you're like, I can't make a John Hughes reference because I don't know who will get a John Hughes reference. So this is this is just so amazing to hear. Um, in terms of the account, though, did you start it out of uh, to have yeah. a blast and to make memes and to, uh, you know, make fun of the thing? Or did you yeah. start it because you wanted to to uh, I don't I hate to use the word educate because I don't want to put that on you. Did you use it to? No. Uh, yeah, no, that is you can use that. To, I mean, yeah, it is. Like you said, it's not people of color's uh, job to educate. But exactly. That was an educational moment I wanted to put out there. Um because yeah, you know, I was reaching out to a couple of Bravo accounts on my personal and I was asking if they can post about it. And some people were like, okay, well they didn't, but I understand it's not like what their page is for. Um, if they don't want to go there, that's fine. And I just, you know, I was like kind of seeing, like, there's not a lot of Asian Bravo accounts I see on here. I don't know if there's any. Um, so I kind of was like, I've always wanted to make a meme account just because I always think there's like funny memes I could think of and like I, people could relate to. So I made that in terms of that. And I also saw last May, it was two parts of why I made an account to call out racism was uh, Sheena Shishu from Vanderpump Rules. I don't like Sheena. I think I like tell everyone that I think her, she's annoying (laughs) as fuck, but um, I just, I really can't stand her. There's something about her. just annoys the shit out of me, but um, I know it's very aggressive opinion, but I'm sorry. But anyway, but by the way, also, this is something that I talk about on the podcast all time, all the time. 
loving Bravo means having intense opinions. Yes. Like it only survives if you, I mean, and I know this sounds crazy, but it's like pro wrestling or sports. Yeah. You have players you love, you have players you hate. And that's right. the only reason this keeps going. Exactly. Like it's like, I'm a big hockey fan and um, Washington Capitals, their biggest rival is uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. And I hate Sidney Crosby with a fiery passion. So like, that's what I try to explain to men who don't get it. Like I hate people from uh, Bravo. Like I hate Sidney Crosby. Wait, um, follow up question. What is hockey? <laughs> heard about this before many times. <laughs> so, um, it's a thing, you know, it's on ice. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, like the ice capades. Okay, got yes, it. Got it got exactly. It, got it. Yes. Oh my um, god, wouldn't you kill to see like a Bravo on ice? Like they I, do, like... I wanted to. I wanted all the Bravo people who've ever had a song go on tour. Like I want to. Oh, oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Wait, Victoria, we got Bravo American Idol, Bravo American Idol, and you have fucking judges like top chef and then each they every bravo person has to bring some sort of talent even yes. if you can't sing and then yeah. we, we get it pushed through to the next round can you imagine countess luann not even going through to the first round i mean she'd be like so offended oh victoria like, darling this is, victoria we've got this is bravo american idol yeah, no, uh, we can have like Bethany come on here and she'll probably like talk our ear off about 20 minutes about something. <laughs> like, let me tell you, like, like you know, and I'm like, this. You know, and I, I, I'm a great singer. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't need to show you, but like, I can, like, you know, I, you know, like, I would just love to see them like each talk about or show their talent for 20 minutes. <laughs> It'd be fascinating as hell. I would love to be an audience member. Um, so, wait, wait, you're back to Sheena though. You, you hate Sheena, but oh, why yeah. do you hate Sheena? Okay, so I always thought she was annoying on the show. That was whatever. But last year when the pandemic hit, people were seeing that she kept ha <clears throat> hanging out with people. And she like people tweeted at her, like, this also on my uh, Instagram, tweeted at her, like, you need to stop hanging out with people. That's how the virus is spreading. And she was like, really? I thought it was because people in Asia ate bats. And, you know, that was a terrible thing to tweet. I mean, I don't think Sheena's a straight up racist. That's not what I'm saying. It was just a very ignorant comment and very like, Again, she's on a public platform and people might see that and be like, oh, see, Asian people are spreading this virus. It's from China. Uh, and the thing in Sheena's mind, I bet she thought it was being cute and funny. And funny because she does a lot of things that are like cute and funny that she's sassy. And I'm like, you need to grow the fuck up. And well, she did. There is that thing is that she does try to be sassy. She does try to play the social media game, but there's yeah. never really a true understanding because that is one of, I guess, Sheena's strengths, non-strengths is never really is wanting to be a part of the joke, but never really understanding. Yeah, she's like not joke. understanding. She yeah. never understands the joke. So it's it's like Luann in a way of like, Luann, you're not the best singer. And sometimes you believe you're the best singer, but that's part of the joke is that you yeah. love it so much. You know, you want it so much. Right. Like when people go to her cabaret and I've heard of people like attending her cabaret and, you know, they go and they're like, I get shit face and I like cheer at the most random things because that's what we're here for. But Luann like genuinely believes that people are there for her voice. Yes. Talent. They're like, but, but, but by the way, but see, that's why it works. That's why it's so beautiful to me because yeah. you get to see her perform and you get to have the added bonus of not laughing at her, but just laughing at the, the whole production, the whole mystique yeah. of the, that this yeah. actually is happening in front of your lives. It's just like Dorit's room at Buca de Beppo. The fact that that exists yeah. is like so bizarre and amazing. And that's why a, a part of the reason why I love Bravo, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, is anyone having a Bravo baby? Like any of these content creators, can we throw you a baby shower at Buca? Like, I oh want to. Oh my God. 
I, yeah, by the way, and if you if you are also having a baby, let me uh, make an Instagram account for your baby uh, and <laughs> I'll do not. like li- little baby couchy and little baby. That's the other thing is these babies with their Instagram accounts, they've got to chill out because I feel like you need to let the baby decide if they ever want an Instagram account. These yeah, parents, could you imagine like 20 years from now, like uh, my parents created this Bravo page for me and I wasn't really, <laughs> I didn't really want that to happen. Like, Yes. Like, is Brittany going to continue to post for little baby couchy when little baby couchy is 25? I don't know. They can rot in hell. They can rot in hell. Little baby couchy did not visit his parents this week. Oh my God. I made bear cheese and he didn't even come over to eat the bear cheese. He can rot in hell. That's one of the biggest thing. That's the other thing we need to do a law with is if they say they're doing a product, Yes. You have a year to do the product or you're getting a, 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 a fine. You have, you find $10,000. Yeah, exactly. Why do we've never seen this beer cheese? How hard is all it to make fail businesses? Like, you know, Sheena's divorce closet thing. Like she was oh, like, yeah. um, what else other businesses? Like, I feel like Tom had like three different bands that he was part of and he never, he was like, we're putting, well, you, wait, but you know, the one band, uh, remember the one band, they ended the season finale with, uh, him, uh, doing the music yeah. video. Well, the, the other, uh, the, what was his name? Not Jason Hoppy, but Jason something. He, he was a big QAnon guy, ended up killing himself because of he said oh he, he was like fully like out there he thought everybody was spying on him yeah, i mean you look up the story you guys it's it was really crazy and tragic um sorry to bring it down no <laughs> sorry. sorry no but, okay uh, so so when when you see i guess this is what this is exactly how i like to and and by the way you guys if you know all this stuff that i'm asking her that's awesome part of this podcast is me actually learning and asking the questions that i'm kind of curious about mm-hmm. as i go along and try to to learn more about things is you know we had this horrific thing happen yesterday where i believe uh eight asians were murdered in uh was it was it portland where where seattle um, it was atlanta atlanta where, yeah. so uh it was a massage par- parlor and of course uh one of the suspects is a a white gentleman with a huge chin beard and you know there the the uh, i don't know if i have this figure correctly but uh People that have incited violence against Asian Americans are up like something. Uh, 1900%. 1900%. Like that is, uh, that is something. And the thing is, this is what I was trying to, I was thinking about that this morning mm-hmm. because, and I, like you guys know, this isn't a political uh, podcast, but this really isn't political. This ties into everything. Yeah. This is something I'm trying to figure out. Right. So I'm not talking about Trump here, but I will make a point of, he was one of the first people to really label this virus. You know, they even have that famous photo of him crossing out the coronavirus and putting in Chinese virus. Okay. Right. Now this isn't anything about Trump's policies, but I will say he did push this narrative uh, exactly. because the virus potentially came from Wuhan, which the virus is the virus and we're dealing with the virus, but he right. to place blame on a very specific uh, region. Okay. Right. So you have that, you have all of these things, but it's like this. It's like, we all hate Jax, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. We all hate Jax, but I hate Jax more than all of you guys hate Jax. <laughs> and I will post about Jax and what a douchebag he is every two days I'll post something really kind of rude about Jax. Now, when you don't post, I think there's something wrong with you. I thought like, I think that you're like sick or something. Like when you don't I'm have always, well, Jax. By, the way, by the way, you guys don't see it. I'm in bed right now with my heating pad because everybody knows I've been going through some back issues, but I tried to stay off two days cause I've been shadow banned probably because I've been picking on Jax. But, um, <laughs> 
But okay, so I post about Jax every two days. So if you didn't know Jax and all you knew was from my account, you'd be like, Jax is a douchebag. This guy sucks. I'm going to make fun of Jax too. And I know that sounds crazy to use as an example, but you're taking, you know, you're saying this guy's sort of, he's got a lot of followers. He must know something of what he's saying, which is insane to think about, but it's going to predetermine or at least contribute to your thoughts on Jax. And I want to say that just like I was trying to relate it so everybody can see is so if you hear enough bad things about Mm -hmm. Asian Americans without ever looking it into yourself, or if you're just kind of that person of like, I don't know why my world's crumbling. I need an excuse. I need somebody to blame. You potentially would then say Asian Americans. I've seen that. I've seen right. those, you know, and then all of a sudden it becomes a those people instead of a us as a whole. Would you right. agree with any of that? Is that? Oh, 100%. I think I totally understand your um, logic that you're And I'm to- so sorry to say Jax into that. That's so maybe yeah. disrespectful. Um, You know, Jax is on his own other. No, I, it's, it is a good analogy to use because sometimes you have to explain things in really simple terms for people to get it. And so it's right. I mean, there is this like predisposition of, with, you know, Trump, whatever your politics are, he said China virus, he said Asian people are to blame. He pushed that narrative. So when people keep hearing it, especially his supporters and white supremacists, they believe it enough that they're like, oh, okay, so then we can blame Asian people. And then these attacks have just really, like I said, uh, skyrocketed by 1900%. Um, What annoys me also is like Asian attacks have happened for years. I mean, they've happened forever. Um, Yeah, this is not new. This isn't new. It just has now been recorded and being reported more. But yeah, like the reported attacks have risen by 1900%. And, you know, like what I saw yesterday in Atlanta, um, it was targeted against Asian people at the massage parlors and at um, uh, spas. And what I also want to say about that, it's like some of the media and some people out there are like, kind of like saying that these people were sex workers as if that makes them any less worthy. That doesn't, that doesn't mean they're expendable. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, Oh, because they're trying to do anything to put food in their mouth. Like that's like a contender for like, Oh, if they get killed, I mean, you know, they're sex workers. Like, I mean, like, why don't we talk about the sick people that are hiring them? You know, like your ugly ass people who are like, can't get it anywhere else are hiring these people anyway. But you know, um, it was targeted against Asian women. Um, most of the victims were Korean women, which close, hit, hits close to home. I'm Korean American. So it is very um, hard to know that that happened and hard to see that there are daily attacks, especially what sickens me the most is it's attacks on the elderly community. And I mean, just if you think about it logically for a second, who out of their right mind would go out and like hit a grandma and grandpa and just be like, you know, they deserved it because I mean, like, are you going to go up to every old white person and be like, I blame you for like HPV or something? You know, I, I don't know. It's just like one of those things, like you can't blame elderly people for anything. Um, so for people to mercilessly attack Asian elderly people and, you know, these people who work very like their entire lives working with their hands and on their feet in these markets or at grocery stores and they're just being killed because of the way they look you know, it's just really sad to see. And it is deafening to see some of the content creators out there and some of the Instagram celebrities out there, you know, they have stayed silent uh, about all this. And I have to beg to question, you know, they were very outspoken about the Black Lives Matter movement, which rightfully so, but 
I have to beg the question. And I'm like, are you, did you just do that for performative efforts or because you thought you had to like, Oh, because everyone's posting about it. I should probably post about it too. Well, Victoria, that's actually a really interesting, uh, something to think about an interesting point because I think there is, and, and not, and not in a bad way, but there is an ignorance, even that myself I've noticed where I don't, this is uh and this is not bad, but like, I'll sit there sometimes throughout a day and think, how am I going to survive? How does this end? This is not looking good for me. Like, I don't know, you know, like sometimes I don't even know the course of my own life, you know? Right, right. And I remember black lives matter really digging in, really learning from everybody, all my content creator friends. I was reading things that I had never read before. Some things that were yeah. like so eye opening that you'd be shocked that I'd be like, you didn't know that? And I'm going, yeah, I didn't know that. Shocking, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's the same thing about this is that, you know, I'm learning that finally the news is picking up on these things where mm-hmm. I am reading about, I mean, I always knew about people making, like I knew about the Brandy Redmond thing. And I, right. I knew very easily like, well, that's just bad humor. That's just hacky jokes. Like that's yeah. not even a funny joke, Brandy. Like right. I know you pride yourself as a comedian, but that's not even like Carrot Top wouldn't even like that. Like yeah. that's not even good. Right. Um, but it is interesting to, I hate, and this is what confuses me. This is why I love talking these things out instead of having it in my own mind, because it's one of those things you're like, well, you don't want any one person or a horrific event to be able to be the thing that unlocks your knowledge to a situation that is out in the open. But at the same time, it is one of those things that does bring something to a Mm -hmm. greater light. If you're looking to, to try to take anything positive yeah. or make this a positive, positive thing in the end at all right. is that sometimes there is then a greater awareness put, put on this. Right. Do you ever think though, that then this year has been such a year of just insanity in terms of the virus itself, right. that we had black lives matter, really a strong push. And now we have, uh, you know, just a huge spotlight, hopefully even bigger, uh, on, you know, the, the violence against Asian Americans, Sometimes it's like, are we going to be okay? Like, are we going to like, I mean, is this just keep like, are we going to band together or are we, is it all of a sudden too much too soon in one year where people have like completely just overloaded and are so, and I know this might sound sympathetic to parties that don't deserve sympathy, but it is one of those things of like, I want to make sure we all realize all we have to do, we can learn, we can be better people Mm -hmm. and we can get past this. Do you have that same feeling or do you have a lot of hope still or no? You know, I mean, I think you're right. I, unfortunately, a catastrophic event sometimes has to happen for people to be aware of it. You know, I, you know, when the, um, Orlando Pulse nightclub shooting, you know, Oh my God. Yes. The, the, yeah. So much about homophobia and hate against the LBGTQ community. Um, you know, I was aware of it, but I, I didn't experience it personally, but I was always aware of it and always a huge supporter of the gay community, but like other people weren't that way and they didn't know. And then when that attack happened and that shooting happened, people were like, oh my God, people are really being attacked for who they are and who they love. And I think that you like, you're right. It kind of has to ha- unfortunately be a catastrophic event for people to be aware. Like, you know, with any global warming event, a hurricane sometimes has to cause people to be like, take a second back be like, maybe we should be a little bit more protective of the environment. Maybe we should be more protective of the Asian community. And 
Well, Victoria, no. cl- climate change isn't real. I won't. It's I not won't real. Go there. It's not it, real. So it's not it's, real. <laughs> it um, it wasn't it like a laser beam or something. Yeah. Or? Well, I mean, also the snow in Texas is not actual snow, you guys. That's created by Bill Gates, and I think we all know it. Yeah, he downloaded it. Um, yeah, like you open your smartphone and just. Well, you got the vaccine, Victoria. Have you gotten any secret messages from Bill Gates yet? Um, I am not. Would you tell me? Oh, see, I knew. (laughs) Signed an NDA, just like Randall and Lala signed an NDA. Um, Yeah, I signed an NDA because you know Lala's so famous. Um, (laughs) That also, I had to talk about that in another bit. Yeah, (laughs) um, yeah, that also, I still think about. Okay, so back to the hurricanes and like all these tragic events happen to. To bring yeah, light. It does make it the conversation more open. And I'm not expecting for people to like spend every single post being like this att- attack on the Asian person. Just, you know, just even to say anything or comment, like we're with you. I hear you. That's so meaningful. Like even I'm just getting messages from people being like, I'm so sorry. I hear you. Um, I don't know what to say, but I'm like, even that, like people just think, I don't know what to say. I'm like, that's enough for me because I just know that people most people are on the right side of history and are hearing and seeing and, you know, yeah, it's, it's amazing like, to know yeah. that there are so many great people right. out there that want exactly. to do that, yeah. that, that, that want everything to be okay. You know, right. they're not, they're yeah. not, I think there's this fear of, I don't want too much change. I don't want everything to change. I want my same shitty life and not realizing yeah. that like things change. Like my life yeah. has changed. Like every year it's like, even if I wanted things to stay the same, like they were in 1989, I can't do that. You yeah. know? Yeah. No, it's, it's so true. And like, I always say with one bad event, there's always like 10 good people. And we saw in San Antonio, there was someone who um, went to an Asian restaurant and wrote like Kung flu, China virus. But then there was people, all people of all races and white people from the community going to clean up the uh, graffiti. So it's kind of like that. um, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Mr. Rogers, uh, like the quote, like oh, my yeah. mom always said, look for the helpers. And when you see something bad, look for the helpers. And it's so true. Like when I'm seeing these attacks and I'm seeing some of these things, I like look for the helpers, the people who are helping them get up from the ground or people who are posting this video. I mean, like you're going to go to jail or you're going to, you're about to lose your job. So those things are really important. And I try to focus on some of the positive aspects because, you know, we've seen through this pandemic, there has been so much negativity, but we've seen so many people come out and like buy food for nurses or, you know, come at like uh, donate all their other resources they don't need to like people to the hospital. And just so, so it is always like good to see that with every bad thing, there's always 10 good people, but, um, or so, so forth. And it's a snowball effect, but with the, you know, Asian hate crimes. And I think, you know, people sometimes do see Bravo as an escape and it is, it's truly is. I mean, there are so many silly things like people thinking they're like going to get a record deal. That's like a funny hour to like watch, you know, like to see people like make a song about yeah, it's like, like, we're not expecting every yeah. hour to like teach like a very special episode of Vanderpump rules. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, I want to see them like fight with each other and throw drinks at each other at a restaurant because yes, like, that's, the, that's the thing that that's the commonality that yeah. we all have, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, I love that, but there are, you know, it is reality TV show and you know, there are very real things especially on Dallas where Brandy made a racist video. She never in her apology, both on Twitter and on the TV show, she never said, I'm so sorry to the Asian community. And I understand how this is offensive and racist. She never used those words. She just said, I'm really sorry because I made fun of my squinty eyes. And I'm like, for you to say even squinty eyes, it's like. She said that in her apology video? Yeah, she said squinty eyes. Like, I don't even know what, like, I don't know if producers didn't tell her like, 
all right, we're going to stop filming and you're going to re-say it or we're going to use this footage because it's like literally like how Mary Cosby is like, I'm scared of black people outside of 7-Eleven, you know, like her. That, that was wild. Her. That was, I mean, that, that another, and, and she gets kind of the, the past because she's black, you know? Right. Like, I'm like, um, she should be called out because that's a fucked up narrative. And if she's black, she should, especially not, she should be against that narrative. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, Brandy never said, and you know, people are like, well, you know, real housewives is a good escape. And it is. And it is silly to see Cameron complain about like a $7 million home when she's written <laughs> already $4 million home, you know, or getting you know, a mono- monogrammed carpet with her, with her initials in it. Like yeah, there's other off. family members that are walking on that carpet. Why do you get your name monogrammed in it? You know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, why people are fascinating, but um, so, <laughs> sometimes I watch these shows. I'm like, oh my god, you guys are fascinating. But, but that's um, what's what, see. That's what's great is that it would be great to get to a point where like I love when I get made fun of. Like I mean, like yeah. we can make fun of white, white culture is just as hysterical about as any of these other cultures that anybody yeah. deems like something humorous. Yeah. We have our own things that are like, yeah, we do some stupid shit, and that's okay, you know. Like, why are you guys so excited about, um, I don't know. I don't, I can't even think what are white people excited about in life, but I don't know what you guys like. I don't know. Tom, Tom Hanks. Uh, yeah, Tom Hanks. I, mean, I love Tom Hanks actually. Okay, good, good. I was about yeah. to like fight you. I was like, well, that oh, you've no, gone too I will far. throw you've hands if someone says they don't like Tom Hanks. He is America's treasure. Um, see, I agree with that as well. My mom actually does not like Tom Hanks. And I'm like, <gasps> how do you not like Tom Hanks? It, it really, it boggles my mind, but he, she's like, he's not fooling anyone. I know who, and it's like, mom. So you're just saying you think he's a bad actor. Actor, and she's like, oh, I don't, it's, it's insane. I like how she said he's not fooling and you're like, oh, do you know something, mom? <laughs> like, That's what I, well, I mean, I don't want to feed into all the QAnon crap yeah. that went around, but she said this for years and I'm like, what, mom, <laughs> his job is to portray other people. He's trying, like, he's, he's not trying to fool people. He's acting, you know? Yeah. And he's literally, we know him as Tom Hanks, but he plays a different person in every role. It's not And like, I buy it every time and it yeah, comforts I'm like, me. Yeah, Captain Phillips. I believe it's, it. It's, I see it. <laughs> It's like a warm blanket when you watch a Tom Hanks film. It's like, Um, he always delivers. So, you know, but yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. You know, Bravo, it it is a great light, but you know, on every single episode, um, I don't know if you all out there watch Dallas religiously or watch it with the kind of fine tooth comb I watch it with or the lens, but Every week, there's some microaggressions, some macroaggressions. Explain micro, explain microaggressions and macroaggressions. I always... Yeah, microaggressions are kind of like, um, you know, people will just be like, people will just be like, where are you from? And I'll be like, I'm from America. And they're like, no, where are you really from? You know, I always get that question. I'm like, my mom's vagina. I don't know. Like, I'm from America. I can tell you my ethnicity is Korean, you know, because people always be like, what's your nationality? And that's a microaggression because people assume my nationality isn't an American because I'm not white. So those are like the kind of small microaggressions, like, uh, what language do you speak? Like those are kind of when they it's said in an offensive way. Macroaggressions are like Brandy's video, where she's straight up racist and says like, or people, you know, when people guys try to hit on me, they're like said that they have an Asian, Asian fetish. fetish or, yeah. yeah, that's like a macroaggression. So those are kind of we see that every week. And like, you know, Cameron tries to white explain things. She's like, maybe in Tiffany's culture. I'm like, no, you don't fucking know because you're not in that culture. Um they acted very aggressively, I believe was macroaggression with whole chicken feet gate. They're like th- pretending to throw up in the restaurant and being like, that was crazy. Disgusting. I mean, first off, I was like, I mean, 
I want to try a chicken foot, but also how disrespectful. Like I even know if you go to a dinner and somebody yeah. asks you to try something, you can try it without. And also if you don't want to try it, you don't have to make it some kind of like, oh my God, ah. it's like, yeah. God, it's like that meal, you guys, if you don't watch Dallas, they went to a, uh, a dim sum uh, restaurant for brunch and it looked amazing. But at the very end, Tiffany had them all try a chicken foot. And it was like, Tiffany was kind of like in good spirits and fun and kind of yeah. knows that it looks like, like a chicken foot. But at the same time, like then Cameron and Carrie, it was all this performative, like, oh my God, oh my God. And then again, yeah. like it was just the, the sense like Brandy for being as silly as she is and as funny as she prides yeah. herself on being, she really doesn't. She can't take a joke. She can't like, cause then we had the whole oh, yeah. crickets she, on the pizza at Tiffany's place. And, uh, which by the way, that's gross. Like Tiffany probably shouldn't have put crickets on anybody's pizza, but it happened. Brandy ate it. Didn't do anything. Like didn't do anything to Brandy physically. And then Tiffany let her know like, Oh, there was some crickets on that piece of yeah. pizza. Like, Oh my God. And had to throw up. And it was a she whole was also pregnant then though. Like, I don't know if that's tea, but she was apparently pregnant. And she was like, I didn't know I was pregnant kind of thing. Like the tea and was- now her baby's half cricket and it's like, yeah, not baby- even. Yeah. It's half cricket. Um, look what happened. Well, speaking they- of Dallas, I mean, I am in love with, uh, Dr. Tiffany moon. Ugh, um, not, not even and really, this has nothing to do with, uh, being Asian. It's just like, I've never seen, she's like really such an accomplished person. Right. And I always say this on the podcast that I don't even know why she's on the show or what, what possesses oh, her yeah. to be on the show. Can you speak a little bit about to her character? Yeah. And are you yeah, prideful exactly. of that representation? Yeah. I love her. Like, I love that she is a strong Asian woman on the show, but I just love that, you know, she's a successful doctor. She is rich. Like if you see her house, (laughs) beautiful. She has a great marriage. Her kids are cute. Um, So I love the representation she brings on the show. And she really is like a dynamic person. She's talking about being a doctor through COVID times. And then on top of being an Asian doctor in terms of COVID times and seeing her patients, some of them didn't want to see her because she's Asian. And then just like her life of like dealing with like, I don't know if I want to work a full schedule and like these women are like give shitting on her for it. And like everything Tiffany. Well, yeah. Does. You guys, you guys, she, she, yeah. the whole, her whole, one of her big plot lines, the last couple of episodes is that she wants to go from five days a week to four days a week. And this is somebody, an anesthesiologist that works like 12 hour shifts yeah. and she's fretting about it. She's fretting about it for multiple episodes of just going down one day a week. And here are the other ladies not really working. I mean, DeAndrea has her, you know, but not like they really are ladies who lunch and she's right. wigging out. She's so scared that her boss is going to think less of her. And her boss yeah. is like, yeah, of course. Yeah. You, you yeah. no worries. And she's like, why did I stress out about this at all? But that's what makes her so great is because even like she real she respects other people enough to realize she wants to be there. She wants to work hard, but she yeah. also wants to work hard for her family. Right. Really cool stuff. Yeah, no, exactly. And I just think it's funny that the ladies all have something to say about everything that Tiffany does. And Brandy, especially Brandy being like, I can't be around you and I can't be myself around you. I'm like, are you trying to say that you're like racist and you don't, you don't want to make all these racist jokes in front of her because you'll be called out or like, what are you saying that like you can't be yourself around um, Tiffany? And I also have to say about side note, Brandy, I posted all these videos and I like um, wrote, a, I was like, this video is very, she blocked me. <laughs> a few other Asian people out there. It, so, like, it happens. It happens. You know, she's just like, I'm like, girl, you can't silence me. Like, you know, I'm going to keep talking about it. And you blocking someone is not going to get people to stop talking about it. Yeah. And, for you to block an Asian person, you just look really stupid. Um, but yeah, with Tiffany, she just, I mean, 
I just love her. She's a successful, accomplished woman on the show. She also does like so many different things. She's a doctor, but then she also teaches. Like, I think she um, is like an adjunct professor at some university. And then she also has a candle line. I have a couple of her candles. They're amazing. I want one of her candles. They have like, it's like propofol. Like, yeah. It's like, like cool. yeah. Um, like it has funny names. Like there's a Xanax one, I think. Well, I mean, it has like the medical name on it, but um, a lot of press. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. But um, <laughs> like, I can't say these medical terms well, but you know, she just, yeah, she is really cool. And I love having her on the show. And I'm really excited to see another Asian woman coming on Beverly Hills, Crystal Kung. Like I think off, I can't wait to see Yeah. Her. So there is going to be an Asian American on Beverly Hills this season, right? Yeah, I'm so excited. I think she's a friend of Kathy's and I think that's how she was introduced on the show. And I can't wait to see Kathy Hilton as well. Um, I'm excited for Kathy Hilton. I'm very, very excited. I think it's just funny because she really is. I mean, all these people are rich, but she, you just know the Hilton family's wealthy, right? Like it's just, they're wealthy. Like she doesn't have to do this for um, any kind of money or clout or anything. She's just like, yeah, I'm going to do this because I feel like it. And like, when we see her on the show, sometimes she just says like the funniest thing. She's like, are you going to wear that? Or she's, she's just very blunt with her sisters on the show. And I, I just can't wait to see her, her dynamic. Oh, that dynamic is going to be so that actually is for like, I I've really Beverly Hills is sometimes one of my least favorite franchises because it gets me really angry sometimes, but I'm really excited to see yeah. what this brings um, and to see what Erica Jane brings. Cause she's not one of my favorite characters. And I'm like, kind of curious how they're going to paint this in, uh, entire yeah. Tom Girardi divorce, you know? I don't know. I hope she does talk about it. I hope like, but I hope it's not like half-ass talking about it. Like, yeah, I, hope I was betrayed. I just spent the money and I didn't know what was happening, you know? I'm like, come on, girl. Like, yeah, yes, you did. Well, she tweeted something last night when she was like, anybody have a tagline for me? And she's like, haters won't be noticed. And then she said something of like, I've looked, I, I, you know, these last eight years have been a ride and I look forward to continuing to perform for you. And I'm like, don't the, the word perform enraged me because it's like, yeah. she sometimes treats real housewives of, of Beverly Hills. Like it's an acting role. And it's like, girl, do not treat it like an acting role because I will, I will turn it off quicker than like, these are reality shows. If you're going to act like you're playing some sort of character, get the hell off. You yeah. Know? Like fucking be, like how Jack said, I was playing a character for those, all those years on Vanderpump roles. I'm like, Oh, so playing a character makes you cheat on your girlfriend. Like, he's like, yeah. and he's like, and surprisingly enough, I was playing a character for the 15 years before the show even started and it's I'm uh like, it was a method the whole time you know yeah i'm like um jacks no so um, what you know what when did you start watching bravo when was your what was your first bravo show um so i like had watched housewives here and there but like when i was younger and then i wanted a show to start from the beginning and i watched beverly hills like when it first premiered like 10 11 years ago whatever uh, those premiered. early seasons are so great yeah oh, the early seasons are so good i want to know what happened to cedric um lisa's right hand i know well he's he, for, on instagram yeah he's for like, a minute there he was like all over the place and still yeah. like trying to like say stuff about lisa and i'm like at a set at a, at a time you're like i'm fascinated by you but at the same time this is sad you know yeah same as like dana wilkie like 25 oh, I'm, I'm on i'm on dana wilkie's podcast in a couple weeks i just thought i she interviewed me yesterday it was wild she talked a lot of, of stuff about brandy she is um just dana dana <laughs> she, was, she was i mean she was she was awesome i mean it's it's I She's was very, I, I was very surprised at everything that she had said. I know. I'm surprised that she is so open, like, because I'll do clubhouse randomly with some people. And then she like just jumps on and she like tells us all these things. I'm like, are you allowed to tell us? Oh, this? for real? I, I, yeah. I, 
the clubhouse thing, I sometimes like I'm on there and I want like, but it's just so much. It's like, how much talking do I, can I do in one day? It just seems like it never, I'm like this, this room has lasted for three hours. Like let me, I need to get out. I know some people I'm just like, I just like leave. I'm like, okay, this is a lot. I don't really want to be here the whole time. I'll just say my two cents. I'll be like, Brandy's racist. Okay. Bye. Hey, have you dealt with any uh, uh, Asian American hate um, on your own account? Do you get a oh, lot of DMs yeah. or anything? Um, I've had a couple people like physically threaten me. Like, I'm like, I don't know what you think you're going to do. Like, people are like, I'll meet you out in the streets. I'm like, streets oh my are- God. Yeah. I'm a like, rumble? where? Where? You have a like, rumble? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> over what? They're like, you need to be more forgiving. Or they're like, someone tried to fake sue me it was really funny like they made up a whole they like made up a whole fake was it from craig conover's law firm um no but i think it honestly i think it might have been chart westcott i don't know if you guys been following all this shit with uh, oh chart westcott is is brian uh brian's brother right Uh, he is uh cameron's 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 brother brother. yeah Yeah. um he like i think he goes on all these people's pages his name his name's chart yeah, if that is any indication to you about that family. Um, the other name is Graf. The The other brother is named Graf, Chart, Map. Um, bowl. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Cameron, like I've had like some people be like pretended to fake sue me or like they're like, you know. Well, wow, how do you know it's fake though? Like, could you potentially have three act- active lawsuits going? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like this person is like, there's zero followers. I found that I, and I looked up their law, someone looked up their law firm for me and they're like, uh, they do real estate law. So this person's just embodying someone fake. And they're like, you have 24 hours to respond. And I'm like, or what, or what are you going to do? Did like, you respond with an emoji? No, I just ignore, I just blocked them. I just <laughs> like someone, all, this other girl was like coming into my DMs being like, you are such a bully of Cameron. Um, she also like attacked me for getting the vaccine. She was, she's so dumb, but she also said like, I went to law school and this is slander. I'm like, no, it's not. You can shut the fuck up. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I went, oh, oh, I'm so scared because you went to law well, school. I mean, that's an interesting question though, in terms of, and not, in ter- but like in terms of forgiveness and like, you know, what, I guess what, what does, what is forgivable? Like what, you know, can everybody uh, you know, my, my mom says I have to forgive everybody. My, you know, that's something like, what, what is your opinion on forgiveness? Well, I think, you know, it is interesting because I don't like to think, I mean, I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. I make mistakes all the time, but you know, I was willing to forgive Brandy if she had like really apologized, but then she came out and kept doubling down and she like, kept laughing at everything Cameron was saying about the dog food versus um, Chinese food. She made a comparison there, Cameron did. And then, you know, it's every week they make something about the Asian community. So I'm like, I don't really know if I have room in my life to forgive someone like this because it's just, well, if I forgive them, does that give them the room to keep doing it? So, I mean, I'm not exactly sure if, I mean, I'm not like someone who needs to absolve anybody of their sins or anything. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm not a priest, but like, but I, I mean, I even in, even in your personal life, you know, like even when, it, oh, when yeah. it, you know, like, I mean, that's, it's just one of those things that I wonder, like, you know, do, are, do people have the capacity to forgive after an insanely tough year? You know? Um, I think so. I mean, I think we've all, I mean, like, yes, this past year has been crazy and we all probably did things that we wouldn't have done in our right frame of mind. And if it wasn't a pandemic time, but I don't think a pandemic time makes you racist. And like, 
this video that Brandy did wasn't even in the pandemic. But I got to say, damn, that pandemic really amplified a lot of racists. Yeah, no, it definitely, like, now that we all had time at home, we, like, were able to really see everything and, like, people are able to see things clearer instead of, like, you know, now that I'm at home, like, I spend a lot more time on my Instagram on Bravo stuff because, you know, I have the time to do it before I was just going to the office and working and then I come home and watch a recorded episode of whatever and then I go back to sleep. So it's not like it was so part of my life, but, um, yeah, in terms of forgiveness, I mean... I don't really want to have to forgive Brandy and some people are telling me I should. And I'm like, I can do whatever I want, but <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. My- uh, no, I, I just get curious of, you know, is that we have to be, a, I mean, we have to have the capacity to forgive, even if that's like yeah. a hard concept for me to understand. And there are some things that I'm like, well, shit, if you did this, I don't know if I could ever even, you know, like, I mean, yeah. just like, once again, using the stupidest analogy out there of Jack's, I don't know if I can ever forgive Jax for all the shit he has put me through as a viewer, but the same thing goes with like, you know, really heavy stuff. Is that where can you find that bridge? And do you always have to be the bigger person, which has to get exhausting. And especially Mm -hmm. after a lifetime, I mean, were you ever picked on in school? Oh yeah. I mean, I was bullied heavily for my entire life. I mean, I still get microaggressions now. I mean, it's not like really bullying, but it is like, um, inappropriate comments, but yeah, I was bullied my entire life over it. I grew up in a very white town. Um, I actually, I specifically am in the same town as Miss Jizzy from Real Housewives of Potomac. Yes. Um, I don't like her fashion. No, no, no. Um, also I have to say, I see her at church sometimes and it's a Catholic church. You go to the same church as Giselle. Yeah. I see her at church sometimes. Is she ever with Jamal? No, which is crazy. Well, I'm like, why are you at a Catholic church? Because yeah, is it? Um, I don't. Wait, are, I, I, are her daughters at church with her? Yeah, they're altar servers. Oh, the, oh! I was an altar boy growing up at Catholic church. That's amazing. Were you? Yeah. Were you, I'm just no, I no, I've I've I know I've told this story many times. I was nothing ever weird happened. In fact, if something weird was happening, I almost feel left out because I was never invited to any pool parties by priests. I was never given any like I nothing ever. And I was a I was an altar boy for like three or four years and nothing ever weird happened. And I feel like, was I left out of like a cool, like maybe (laughs) it's horrible joke, but anyways, (laughs) I mean, well, I mean, I was a Christmas angel. So that was my one last redeeming thing. That's a good, that's a good resume builder. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas angel. angel. Yeah. Um, So yeah. So I see our church sometimes and I'm like, Oh my God, she's actually the most beautiful woman I've ever seen up close in my entire life. She's stunning. And I mean, the whole thing about cameras adding 10 pounds is so true because she's not fat on the show. Obviously, she's still really skinny, but she's like thin as hell Real like, thin, in yeah. real life. And like, not in a gross way, but I mean, it's just like, she's just not that there's wrong with anything. I'm like just talking out of my ass right now, but she just, <laughs> like, she is very, um, she's Beautiful, very fit. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's oh why I think it's always funny, her fashion. And, and a lot of people do this. Uh, you know, is that they they do everything in their power to screw up their natural beauty. They're like, I'm so pretty. I am going to wear the wackiest shit out there. And I will try to distract you from how naturally beautiful I am. You know, that's what I'm saying. She like wears weird things to church. And like, I go to church for my parents, but we go to like a very white church and it's like all old people. So her fashions are interesting. She'll wear like a big hat and, um, 
I don't know. She did like the sign of the cross in a really weird way. I was like observing her one time. And I love like, that you're just watching Giselle at church, which by the way, <laughs> I, I used to get so bored at church. I would just watch people at church. Yeah, exactly. I I'm like, I don't need to hear about the homily. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I believe in God, whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'll be a good person. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just like watching her. I'm like, <laughs> and my parents are like, pay attention. And I'm like, I can't, it's just hell. She's sitting right in front of me. Oh my but, God. I don't like, I, I went to church. I mean, back in the day when I, it was before cell phones, when I was going to church with my parents and like, I just like wonder nowadays, like if that man, if I had a cell phone, I would have been, I wonder, I I wonder how much I could have been on my cell phone during mass. If I wasn't an altar boy, you know, Mm. I wonder how much, like if I could hide it. Cause that used to be like, just like, I just Sunday mornings, uh, was just like, I had to get up, go to church. Yeah. Then Catholic mass is just like an exercise. You get up, you kneel, you stand up, you yeah, kneel, you stand lot. up. You're there's never a really nice sitting period where you can just zone up. Yeah. Well, only sitting time is like during the homily, but sometimes the priest makes it really long. So you're like, Oh my God, I don't want to be here anymore. And um, sometimes priests aren't naturally gifted with speaking. Like that's yeah, the other it's thing. Very like if I, yeah, if I hear homily, I want to be kind of inspired or something. But sometimes the homily would just be like very bland yeah. and not with a good speaking voice. And you realize, you know, any kind of public event needs theatrics. I used to have like a fantasy yeah. where I would, especially when I was an altar boy, I had a fantasy that like the lights would go down on stage and then somebody would throw me a guitar and I would do, yeah. like pur- I would do like purple rain on top of the <laughs> altar. And I yeah. would, then I, and then, and then it would switch to like, let's go crazy. And I would get everybody yeah. dancing. I would have wild fantasies at church. If you used to play church, like at home, like pretend to play church. Cause like my siblings would used to do that. Like, you know, when we play with each other at home, like we pretend to play church, which is really lame. If I think about it. Now. Yeah. No, I, I, I never, no. In fact, I didn't want anywhere near church when I was out, outside of church. I mean, I think we played like, we'd always like make up songs or we would do talent shows or I yeah. would be, I was obsessed with becoming a superhero to like an un, like up until like, it was an unhealthy age, like 13 or 14. I still thought I could be a superhero if I tried hard <laughs> enough. So like, and I knew I couldn't get superpowers, but like Batman doesn't have superpowers. So yeah, I would set up. Yeah, I would set up an obstacle course in my uh, basement. I remember where it was like, I throw a pitch against this pitch machine. I'd catch it. Then I do a tumble and I would try to do it until I was really good at it. Never was good at it. Yeah. But I, I had like a, a bull whip that I got from like Silver Dollar City on a family vacation. And my <laughs> mom, my mom had a witch cape from when she was uh, uh, like for Halloween one time. So I put the witch cape around me. I had like a mask. I put the bullwhip on me. And then we had these things in Olathe, Kansas called the trails behind my house. Uh-huh. And I would run around the woods trying to act like a superhero. And I'm telling you guys, this is like at 13 years old where you shouldn't be doing <laughs> shit like this. And then I would like spy on other kids. It was so cool. Like, I really thought this was like a potential job opportunity. Yeah, like you really so, thought like, no, I'm going to turn this Yes. In. Like, like this you 100% is- <laughs> thought, like, I mean, whatever. I mean, you could dream. But at the same time, I was on the football team. I didn't like hitting people. I was, it, that stuff scared me. So like, it was just, there was a mixture of things that I, the early signs weren't there, were there that I shouldn't, I would never be able to be a superhero, but it's like dare to dream, you know? We should have just pursued theater, you know? I, I mean, Well, I now know. I did. I mean, I did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's exactly, that's the age where I found theater. You're like, oh, I think I can put this energy into something else instead of just pretend like I don't know but you know I am really excited because I actually reached out to Ryan originally you guys because I followed him on Instagram I just seen uh, like as a fan and then he like said that he was going to be on Chicago Med yeah Chicago Med yeah and I don't know if you guys know this but I am such a stan for Chicago Med Chicago PD Chicago Fire and I like 
messaged him like are you gonna be on Chicago bed I like freaked out and he was like probably like okay you fucking weirdo but uh, <laughs> I can't wait for your episode well you also- because you knew she I think she's in love with one of my uh, uh friend Jesse Soffer from and Jesse and me like Jesse's much younger than me but we were in acting class together and like I know Jesse very well like I knew him when he couldn't get a job like Jesse Soffer you guys great actor great guy but he started off he played like little Bobby in the Brady Bunch movies and oh, then- yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did some soap opera work. And then there was a be- big period of time where he didn't work and he was in class and he was so good. And I remember like we were in Tuesday night class together every week and it was just fun to watch. By the way, that this is the same class I always talk about with Army Hammer, Joe Maganello, Jesse Soffer, and then there's me. <laughs> and then there's like Sally Pressman, who was one of the leads on Army Wives and she's on Good Girls now. Uh, Anjali Cabral, who's uh, was on Life in Pieces, like just a really good group of actors and people. But Jesse was amazing. I was there when he got that job and it was just like, he was so thankful for it and to see what it turned into. Like then yeah. he also like he dated, he dated Sophia Bush from the show for a while. He dated, yeah. he dated another girl from the show. Anyways, great guy. And I know you love him. Yeah, so. I love him. Um, if you want to FaceTime him and add him on the zoom call. I'm not <laughs> see, those are the people that probably have no idea. Well, they, they know I'm always into reality shows, but I, I, I sometimes wonder like Angelique's going to be on the podcast. I know. Cause she's going to be on a new show called, She's the lead of a new show called Working Moms on ABC, produced by Ryan Seacrest and um, uh, the other host of uh, Oh, uh, motherfucker is Kelly. Yeah, Yeah, Ryan Seacrest. By the way, a lot of people don't realize Ryan Seacrest produced the Kardashian show. Like, yeah, Ryan Seacrest Productions is a part of that. Do you watch the Kardashians? I do. I don't watch it religiously, but I do. And um, I was on an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Which one is that? Um, I was on it for a second, and um. I was literally on it for a second. Courtney was in DC to talk on the Hill about some like clean. Yes, that was a couple of years ago. And, yeah, and oh my God, you know, you really know. Like you're like, I, I, yeah, I watch yeah. every episode. I used you to do a Kardashian episode. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was eating at the restaurant um, RPM, which is owned by Juliana and Bill Rancic. Juliana used to be on E! News for a while. So Bill I won did... the first season of uh, The Apprentice. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, LOL. But he... So there was cameras there. I assumed it was for something for Juliana Rancic's show. I was like, oh, whatever. I don't know. And we all got sat down. And the manager, my friend was works on the Hill. She was working on the Hill at that time too. And she's like, I bet it's one of the Kardashians because apparently they're one of he- they're here for something. And I was like, oh, that'd be funny. And my friend was like, I'll freak out if it's Courtney or any one of the Kardashians. And the manager came up to us and he's like, just so you know, uh, keeping up with the Kardashians is going to be filmed right next to you. And like, we all gasped, even though we, like, we were told not to have a reaction, but <laughs> we had to sign all these like yeah you had to sign waivers right yeah i had to sign waivers they told me that like they could dub my voice with anything and i was like that's a little weird but i mean, wait so you know, did your did your voice end up saying like i love courtney kardashian yeah no it said um i have a sex tape too no i'm just kidding um <laughs> but um no courtney doesn't have a sex tape yet does kim, she? kim i'm sorry yeah kim has a sex tape um, yeah uh, but Courtney, oh yeah, Courtney's also beautiful, but did yeah, you notice was, anything at the dinner? Did she eat a, a big salad? Like she, she usually did does. Not. A- she like, they literally came in for 20 minutes and then like left. Like it was very short. Their timing. So it's, and, like, it's just for filming, right? It's just, just like for filming. There were yeah. so many rules that we had to follow. Like you would think it was like the president coming in for dinner. Like we had to follow so many rules. Like, well, reality stars can. can be presidents. We, we know that. This is true. They can. But, um, we, yeah, there are people like running by like Taurus in the back door, honey, it's one of them Kardashians. It's one of the Kardashians. <laughs> and like the production would be like, can you not do that? 
or I was just like watching her and she's very pretty, but I wasn't it for one second. Um, that's my claim to fame. I remember that episode because they were all worried that Courtney didn't like about her speech. They were like, ah, she's not really prepared. I don't know if she can do it. And then she knocked it out of the park, you guys, even though they didn't really show much of her speech. So us as a viewer, like we just have to take their word on it. Cause she just, you know, Courtney, when I think of Courtney, I, I don't, I think of just laying on a couch with, you know, so yeah. Exactly. No, no offense to Poosh, all the Pooshers. Oh, no. Are. Yeah, no offense to Poosh. Um, her smooth, she just, I feel like she just, yes, it's on the couch and drinks like a green smoothie and yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's she, it. And, and raises, her, raises her kids with nan- nannies. Yeah, um, so she was, but she was apparently doing something important. So, but yeah. <laughs> as we start wrapping up, what are the yeah. things that you are, what are you looking forward to in this next week, pop culture wise? Is there anything that you got a fascination with right now? It doesn't have to be reality show. Is there any album you're listening to? What what in the pop culture sphere are you are you into right now? What would you recommend? Um, let me think. Well, I side note, I'm a little perturbed that BTS didn't win Grammys the other night, and they lost oh my god. Wait, I talked about BTS the other night. Uh, what after I watched the Grammys, so I'm not you know, BTS's target demographic and uh, (laughs) as you can see, but I got to say it is kind of fascinating. I I mean, I was fascinated how much they nail the moves. Like they, they are so insanely performers. Like their voices are so high and they like, Uh they just don't, it's, it's almost like you, the song dynamite is a great song, really great song. I really fun, fun workout song, but, but the performance itself is so technically proficient and they're yes. so into it. And now I've seen them uh, a couple times do live performances on TV. And it's so like, nobody ever makes a false move where you're like, these guys tr- must have trained their asses off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, to be a K-pop star, you have to go through like years of training, but I went to their concert in 2019 and it was one of the, it's just crazy. It is so technical, like every move, it's so thought out, but yeah, that's what I'm, I'm a little um, disappointed about BTS losing. My dad is the biggest. Who'd they lose Gaga to? Fan. They yeah. lost to Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande song. Um, oh, the duo. Rain on me. Yeah. But my dad's a big Lady Gaga fan. So he's like, it's Lady Gaga. So. I love that your dad's a big Lady Gaga. So did he, he get the lady, did he get the Lady Gaga pink Oreos? He, he, we looked, he like is insanely <laughs> in love with Lady Gaga. Like he, is like every he watched her Super Bowl performance. What do you think of a Star Is Born? What do you think of a Star Is Born? Oh, he like got emotional over it. I'm like, oh, dude, I need to talk to your dad. I got emotional with Star Is Born. If you yeah. want to see a grown man cry, put on the last 20 minutes of a Star Is Born. If for some reason I love a Star Is Born. Yeah, he is like so into Lady Gaga. Like he wants to go see her residency before the pandemic happened. Like he is just. It's like a different level of love for Lady Gaga. And he didn't understand. Wait, so your dad's what we call a little monster. He's a little monster. He yeah. didn't understand at the inauguration. He was like, how come she didn't sing all three songs? <gasps> or no, like, how come she didn't sing? How come didn't she? Why did she sing any of her hits? I don't get it. Yeah, yet. like he was like, why she only sing the anthem? He was yeah. like genuinely confused by that. He's like, is your she dad's like, rain on me, rain on me. <laughs> rain on me. 
I'll never love again. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. But yeah, in terms of that, and then I just, I don't know. I just wanted to know more about this Brian Redman thing. Like he's such a fucking idiot. For Brian Redman, of course, bringing it back to Brandy Redman. So we yeah. are in the midst of an in-depth investigation, folks. Story, yeah. the news is breaking as we speak. We know Brandy, and especially you've got to watch last night's episode of Dallas. She is not in her right mind for many reasons. You know, of course, there's rumors about their adopted son, if he's really adopted or if it's from an affair that Brian had. Brian, of course, there is this video. You guys need to see it with your own eyes make your own decisions but he is kissing a girl in a packed dance floor somebody also pointed out that something is being put in a pocket yeah. um which allegedly i used to run a nightclub and allegedly what those usually is are, are their, their drugs you know so there's a lot of things happening in this video and i love the bravo fandom where it's like jfk's zapruder film where they're just rewinding and watching rewinding and watching it is so, yeah it is crazy please. how invested we are but i want to know i want to know like who this girl is I mean, it's not the girl's not to blame. He's to blame. But like, also, he's just gross. I mean, he. I just want to know. People want to have sex with Brian Redman. Like, it's not like he's had like a shit ton of money to the point where I'm like, yeah, I guess I could just sleep with him for whatever. No, but I mean, well, you know who, I mean? Okay, who's who's the ba- uh, we'll close with something classy. Who's the ba- who's the house husband that you would sleep with? Um. OK, I know he was annoying as hell, but Denise Richards husband. Oh my, God. oh my God. I know he's like Aaron. You would uh, 5G Aaron. I know. Guy that I, believes in 5G and like curing cancer with his techniques. I know that's annoying and he's crazy, but like, I'm pretty sure he's a little like a conspiracy. Th- he is a conspiracy theorist. Um, Who else? I mean, Wait, 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 what, what about, what about it? What does it for you with Aaron? Is it the, the, the tight jeans is the potential big dong? What are we talking about? Yeah. Here? I mean, he's just hot, isn't he? I mean, I don't know. I, I think he's, he's hot. hot until he starts talking and then yeah, it's he's like, hot until oh. he starts talking. I don't want to hook up with Mauricio, but I want to get really stoned with Mauricio. Yes. Mauricio, just, you guys, we've all seen like his stoner era. He's like Madonna with different eras or even Lady Gaga. Yeah. Like the stoner era era of Mauricio is just so perfect. Like I so really leaning it. into it. He's like, I'm like, going to get high. And he doesn't and, even care when cameras are there. He's like, I'm still going to do the edible. I'm still just yeah. going to be just high and see what this is like, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't want to hook up with Mauricio because I, I don't know. I just, I'm not attracted to him like that. I want to just get high with him. What other husbands are out there that I wouldn't mind? Um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the husbands kind of gross me out. I mean, on Roni, there's good answer. Good answer. Yeah. um, So you, you wouldn't hook up with, um, um, not Luann's Tom, but, uh, uh, Harry Dubin. Would you hook up with Harry Dubin? Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Good answer. Good answer. He's a walking STD. Yeah, he truly is. I I don't want to breathe near him. I feel like if you do get an STD test anywhere, you're like, you're, um, you know, I'm sorry to report this. You are, uh, you've tested positive for Dubin. Yeah, like he's just disgusted. Like he probably has his own diagnosis, like in textbooks now. He's so gross. <laughs> they study him at medical. Yeah, he's years. so gross. How um, is he? He's patient zero. Um, but it is. I was thinking about the Mauricio Aaron thing. That di- you guys that dinner scene in Beverly Hills last <laughs> season when Mauricio was obviously high and Aaron's talking yeah. about curing cancer. And Mauricio, if you watch Mauricio's face, you can tell he's like. Fuck yeah, man! This is awesome. He's like, like, cause he he's just like, yeah, this is awesome, and, and I he love like that. He's like, he yeah. Goes, yeah, all right, bro, all right. Yeah. Cause yeah. You, we've all been there where it's like the edible doesn't hit, 
as like, it's like just that nice thing. You can write it out. And then, you know, you're not saying anything crazy, but the right. person next to you is saying crazy shit. And you're like, Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. You're this like, awesome. I just imagine that's how I sound at dinner when I'm really high. And like, people are going off about something like that's fucking awesome. <laughs> they're probably like, I'm talking about my cat dying. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> um, uh, oh, and two other husbands, Juan Dixon and, yes. um, um, who else? I just thought of it. Oh, Coach Shaw. I think Coach Shaw. I mean, I, I don't love know Coach Shaw. With him, but he just is so sweet. Well, and the like- Coach Shaw thing. I'm I'm falling a little out of love with him in terms of, and I'm just talking to his personality in terms of yeah. how much he enables Jen Shaw's behavior. We, you know, I, I did this on the podcast last week. I was playing some Jen Shaw leaked audio, and he's in the background, like checking in on the people that his wife's yelling at, and it's like, dude this is a regular routine with her. It seems like, and you're actively aware of it. This is unacceptable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what his dynamic is with his wife and if he just lets her be, or if he talks to her about it behind closed doors. Um, I mean, we did see a little bit of that on the show and he like, didn't talk to her for four days or something. So maybe that's like how he deals with things. I don't well, know. And supposedly we found out a little bit more about that. He was at their other house. It wasn't like they weren't in contact. He just was not in the same house with yeah. her. Yeah. Um, who is your favorite uh, housewife or female on Bravo? Um, and t- you can't say Tiffany Moon. Oh, damn it. I was going to say Tiffany Moon. Um, no, it can't me- be a newbie. Can't be a newbie. I think there's so many. It's for different reasons. Like Luann always brings it for me because she always said something so hilarious or like yeah. really tone deaf and you're like, Man, you can't say like that. <laughs> or um i mean i love karen huger i think she's hilarious I, too. I just think like she's so unaware of how like the stuff she says is just like she just thinks she legitimately is like the grand dom and my yes it need so, but that's yeah. why that's the, you need that with housewives it's yeah. so perfect and like her being like, my husband has one of the largest IT companies in the area. I like that she said he has one of the largest IT companies in the area and one of the smallest dongs in the area. Yeah, like yeah. literally said, complained about poor Ray Huger's dick this season. Yeah. Supposedly, yeah. allegedly. I don't know. Oh, Ray Huger. Um, I don't know. Every housewife is just like, I don't know. I love- There's something special about- all of yeah. them except for uh Teddy Mellencamp. There was no yeah, use for yeah, Teddy, Teddy Boringham. I'm Boring. all out on Teddy. Uh Victoria Lee, you are amazing. I am so glad we got to have this time. Thank you for doing this last I minute. So much fun. Um fun. I know you're 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 shirking possible work duties. So thank you. I'm yeah. so sorry we didn't get to get together. I am trying not to I'm trying to get out of my hermit phase and uh I'm two weeks in on a diet. So once I'm an acceptable body weight, I will see everybody. So yeah, um, I'll be back in the summer. So maybe we can Okay, we'll uh, definitely go out then. Yeah, um, we'll go to Sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got, we'll do the circuit. Yeah, How, yeah. uh, the account is Asians who watch Bravo on yes. Instagram. Yeah. So give that a follow, uh, anything else that we can do to support or anything um, else you'd like to I highlight? just started a Twitter the other day. I know. I Uh-oh. Um, and you're on clubhouse too, right? Yes. I'm on clubhouse. Um, if you guys are in there, if you're not, you're a loser. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't even know what clubhouse is. Um, my, it's just at Twitter. Cause I couldn't put my whole username. It's a, at Asian Bravo lover. So, um, but it has your logo. I, yeah, I, it has my logo. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so you guys go throw her a follow, uh, keep him posted. I'm sure she'll be back at some time. We'll recap something. And uh, uh, thank you so much for this time. Thank I think you it's so been much, great. Ryan. This was so much fun. Betches.